Welcome, everyone, to that special moment podcast. I am Armand, and today I have the pleasure to have on board Rafael Araujo, a man with artistic flair unlike any other. And don't take my word for it and have a look at his Instagram account, Rafael Araujo 2222. He will explain to you in a minute why he decided to dedicate his life to working with the Golden Ratio. Without further ado, Let's meet him. Rafael, welcome to the show. Thank you, Armand. I'm very pleased to be here with you and ready for your question. Thank you very much. The pleasure is mine to have uh, such a talented person here on the show. Uh, Tell me, I have introduced you to the show and I would like to know in your own words, who is Rafael? Well, uh, I never, I never used to think about myself that much. But mm-hmm. I would say that I am a person who likes to have some certainties in life, and I do this through geometry. Mm-hmm. And through geometry, I can say that something in my life is true. Uh, I know this is a little bit platonic as an idea, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm, I have a platonic frame of mind and geometry and perhaps music uh, are very practical in terms of being able to have the sensation of some of the truth of life, you, you can reach some truth in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm a seeker of the truth. Mm-hmm. Very interesting what uh, you're telling me here. Uh, when we were preparing the uh, interview, you told me that you define yourself as an analogical 3D geometry artist. Can you please yes. explain that a bit further? Well, I, when I say I'm an analogical, I'm telling you exactly and literally what I do because mm-hmm. I decided not to use computers when it all began 30 years ago. Uh, I don't remember exactly. When mm-hmm. all the software of 3D, 3-dimensional designs began, I decided that I had um, a level of skills which has, had been so difficult to achieve then, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to lose it. So I decided to keep on doing all by hand it means analogically, and I have never used any software in my drawings, in my designs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I say I'm analogical uh, mm-hmm. designer. It makes sense, very much so. I've been looking through your creation, through your heart, which is, uh, I have to say, breathtaking. I've seen also that some, even some people have tattooed uh, some pieces of your heart 
in their skin, which is uh, maybe the IS compliment that uh, we can yeah. um, uh, do to uh, to an artist. Tell me, um, how did you first um, decided or came with the idea to work with the golden ratio? Well, to be completely honest, I use golden ratio, but what I really use is proportions um, among mm-hmm. which you can find the golden ratio. But I really work with numbers in a more general idea, not only with golden ratio, which I also do. I really work with numbers, with proportions, and um, I even will say that I work with mathematical formula and I try to do, well, it may sound a little bit boasting, but I'm not boasting. I try to do poetry through numbers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in partic- particularly with the golden ratio, golden mm-hmm. ratio allows you to, um, to achieve a very beautiful proportions mm-hmm. and on the other hand it, it can be found in several uh, examples in nature and not only nature but also in mathematics and in for example in the platonic solids and a lot of geometry and mathematical phenomena are related with golden ratio. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to do is something beautiful. So I'm not a slave of golden ratio. I use golden ratio and I put golden ratio to work for me. I do, for example, when I um, design a shell or a particular golden mm-hmm. ratio shell, I use golden ratio to design it, and with uh, starting with the golden ratio, I develop successions of numbers all related with golden ratio, but which are from my own designing process. So I, as I as I'm been telling you, I use golden ratio for my purpose. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm, if, if it's possible, I'm going to send you uh, these signs uh, done with golden ratio mm-hmm. because it's, there is a phenomenon that, that what I do is, for me, it's difficult to put, to be put it into words because it is a geometrical thinking, not verbal thinking. Mm-hmm. But of course, I can talk about it, but uh, I really like better to show what I do. Mm-hmm. So, Like many artists, they, they love to yeah. show what they are crafting, and uh, some of them 
wants to let their craft do the talking? Well, I, I would like to add that for me, with, without any intention of criticize any, any other people, people because anyone can do whatever they want. For mm -hmm. me, if you are a graphic artist, you don't have to talk much because what you do is graphic, not verbal. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just want to make a, a statement in that regard. It's it's very interesting because uh, the way you explain that you become um, an analogical uh, artist, and I would like you to uh, to explain to me your personal development journey and specifically how you thought that um, becoming an analogical three D geometry artist was made for you, or you were made to become an analogical 3D geometry artist? Well, it's, it's a good question because you, you never know uh, in which order, well, I don't know in which order all that happened. But mm -hmm. it all happened when I was very young and um, I saw the work of Mr. M. C. Escher. This is a um, Netherlands artist, very, very well known. And through his work, I felt that he's, a, he's also a very geometrical, he creates impossible mathematical worlds through his design and for me through through his work I felt that the world was a calculable place and that feeling uh, of being able to calculate the world was for me um, very overwhelming and very attractive and since the, the beginning of my journey uh, to the calculation world, to, to, give it, to give it a name, I, uh, what really fascinated me was the possibility of calculating things without doubt that you were right and the feeling of what of that feeling of being doing something that had no other answer mm -hmm. and what you were doing was the right answer it, it is perhaps more a philosophical position than a graphical art uh, statement but Beside that, of course, you can say whatever you want, but as I told you before, what really matters is the result. And, well, th there are the results when you see my work, and you can say if, I'm a, if I'm, I am right or not by saying that I calculate the world. 
Very, very interesting. Um, you spoke earlier that your the time you spent and the effort uh, you conceded to learn your craft was very, very difficult. Okay. I would like to know um, when you thought about becoming an artist, all right, and being able to live from your craft, when you think about the difficulty and the actual difficulty of becoming this artist that you are today, how was it, the difference between what you thought it will be and what it has been? Well, that's a very interesting question because I perhaps almost all artists have to suffer that situation, that dichotomy, that uh, really, uh, that, mm -hmm. that's a really big problem to decide to do something as idyllic as being an artist and on the other hand, be able to to make a living from it. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was very dis disappointing for many years because what I did was extremely geometrical and perhaps not exactly commercial. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I did develop in my art I added more natural elements like the butterflies, which I make, I make them to fly into patterns, mathematical patterns, mm -hmm. very strict, but, but which I try to do it with um, uh, poetry, with the poetry of the helix uh, geometry. But, but where we were talking from in the beginning, I, I was practically unable to live from that kind of art. And for that reason, I also developed uh, another style of painting. And I became, um, I would say, a good enough uh, landscape painter And in my, in my country, Venezuela, I became, a, well, I can say that I became a famous landscape painter mm -hmm. and nobody knew that I did geometry. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, perhaps it is a common situation with other artists that they have uh, a parallel, parallel um, style or a parallel um, work in mm -hmm. order to, to make a living. Well, I did that with painting, painting landscapes, and I saw literally thousands of landscapes, and I should also add that I really enjoyed to paint uh, landscapes. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. It was, it was not only as, um, as, an, as a means to survive, but I also like to be a landscape, landscape painter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, I 
so much more geometry because I was posted in in uh, international magazines uh, of design a few years ago, and from that point, I became more internationally known as a geometry artist. And nowadays, I almost do only geometry, which I really enjoy. Good. So if I understand you properly, your landscape changed to geometry, right? No, they were two different worlds. And I should say that one was from the left side of the the brain and the other one from the right, but mm-hmm. I don't know which because I really don't care which is where where my creativity comes is not a problem for me. It is there. I understand. Very interesting what you're saying once again. Uh, tell me, um, uh, so what you had in your heart is to use geometry to express yourself, all right? But you weren't able to live from this artistic expression in the beginning, all right? This is why you did landscape and you were yes. uh, you were famous, famous landscape artist, okay? Was it mentally tough to say, I need to do landscape just for food, reasons or feeding reasons and your heart was telling you no Rafael Rafael go to the geometry side how did you did you leave this um uh this period in which you were doing okay landscape to feed the family and afterwards you say no I want to do geometry I want to do geometry but you weren't able at that time to um to leave well, from you it. know yeah, I, I wasn't I was a very, I was a professional draftsman when I decided to do landscapes. And I should, I must tell that it was very difficult at the beginning because I didn't know any technique about painting uh, in an easel with, on canvas. But I had to do it quickly. And being uh, have, 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 having had a lot of practice drawing, I learned relatively uh, quickly. And when I went to the public, I became almost immediately not famous but commercial. Mm-hmm. And I was extremely grateful to let's say, life, when I began to earn serious money doing landscapes. And my friends were ashamed from, like, if I, I were being prostitute, prostitute how do you say that? Um, you were prostituting yourself. Yes, yes. And, kind of. And, and, and but, but I, I, well, I, I don't know if, if, if I was doing that, but 
I mean, not the landscapes were good enough, and people fell in love with them. And I, the feeling of being able to earn your living from your uh, absurd work, I mean, absurd to people because uh, mm-hmm. being an artist is not a serious work uh, in, in, the, in the real world. world. You, you must be a doctor or something like that. Yeah, the cliche. There's the cliche. And, but when I began to earn, as I told you, serious money doing this, I was very and seriously happy of doing my, my landscapes. And um, I, did, I, did, I didn't feel any shame about that. But, mm-hmm. but geometry is perhaps my real um, passion. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the mathematical world um, with, that you can find into the geometry It's so compelling and so uh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. And when, when you really manage what you do, you can really create um, re- real in- interesting compositions. And your, your, your thoughts can be brought to life With, with the maturity, with the, with the ability which only maturity can allow. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm living in this part of my life, the ability of, of make my thoughts real. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Rafael, a question that I particularly love. Uh, I would like to know, according to your experience, what it is more paralyzing, the fear of failure or the fear of success? Well, they, they are both real. But, um, of course, the failure is more paralyzing. Mm-hmm. And much more if you are a perfectionist, which is my case, and you have to be perfect. And failure is the, the worst that can happen. And how do you overcome fear? What is your recipe? Well, I really, I, I live in the terror of failing, not, not only a psychological terror. It is a real terror because I may spend 100 hours of very hard work Mm -hmm. to achieve uh, a certain level of um, development in in one single world. Mm -hmm. And when I have to add color to this Um, very intricate um, group of lines and designs. 
the possibility of lose everything when you add the color, for example, for instance, is, is a real uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. And you, you are walking in the edge of disaster in this kind of, well, I suppose that happens to everyone, a, a medical doctor as in, who makes sur- surgery can explain that perfectly because the patient will die. But in, in my case, I can lose hundreds of hours if I have a, a big enough mistake. And as, I, as, as I'm telling you, in, in my case, I live in the edge of disaster and I have to overcome the fear of, of disaster and losing my work by doing it. And you have to be very firm with your own self and be very daring to go ahead and overcome the... You really want to not to do it. And inertia, the inertial feeling is to stay in bed and not to work and leave it like that and don't do the mistake of your life and lose all what you have done. But I always overcome that fear and I always do what I what I was, must do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you you need to practice as a philosophy and and you have to do it several times that and the other thing that which is very important is to know when to stop and when you are ready and when what you are doing is ready but that can only be learned after several years Right. Now I'd like to to switch to the other side of the spectrum because uh, listening to you, um, I have the feeling that you have, uh, you have built your self-confidence. Uh, be able to, um, to work of disaster, as you said. All right. So how do you build your self-confidence? Because the desire to see the ideas um, come true are stronger than the natural inertia of not doing things. I mean, I really want to see my ideas to to become true. I, I want to see them and well practice like like any musicians can tell you. Practice is the only way to play well and in this case in this case to to draw well. And I really practice almost every day. So I'm like a musician 
who makes scales every day and what I do uh, lines every day and I'm doing I'm doing these signs almost daily and perhaps that it's a well I don't know other people but for me it's the only way to achieve that confidence to be daring enough to to do things so complicated and which uh, happen implicit need of time your time I mean and because it's much more easier to do simpler things but to 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 there to be able to there to do those uh, constructions you have to be very sure that you are going to be able to overcome all the problems that for sure you will have in your path and well practice is the only answer so the the, the practice uh, practicing the more you practice the more you you um, comfort your artistic yes signature well, so to speak well well be, I, I i don't mean that everybody must do the same thing but in my case i'm i'm like a well it's not my place to say that about myself but, but i'm like a virtuoso of the of the of the uh in my designs are, are they are virtuosos so i have to be perfect i have to be i can do i can do mistakes in, in what i do i mean if you are if you work in another area of art you can do abstract things which nobody's going to see if you have done mistakes because it's part of your art but in the art i do mistakes are not allowed so you have to be perfect and to be perfect you have to be always um, in the best possible shape and in my case that means practice and to have your hand very firm and very precise always and but that's a characteristic of the art i do mm -hmm. and well you you have to be in the best possible shape always and tell me while speaking uh, about you what it is like to be you well um, sometimes it's a little bit boring because because it's so strict and mm -hmm. so de demanding and i'm of course i'm a workaholic and i have to work um, 
every day. And if I don't do that, I, I feel that I lose the day. And sometimes I want to do nothing and feel fine not doing anything. And, but I'm learning to, to, to be lazy and I hope to, to learn how to be really lazy with time. You can write a book, How to Be Lazy with Time, by Rafael Araujo. Leaving perfectionism to really finding inner peace. No? Yeah. If, if I have time enough, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. Tell me, Rafael, is there a topic you would like to share with the audience that is close to your heart that we haven't touched in the show? Well, in this idea of perfectionism, um, I, I have a musical life. I played Baroque flute mm-hmm. and my favorite composer is Johann Sebastian Bach because in Bach music I find all what I look in geometry not because the cliche that music and geometry or mathematics are the same because they are not the same but they are very alike in philosophically or they, because they are uh, co- coherent systems mm-hmm. but in the in the case of Bach Bach is a master of the perfection of intricate relationships between themes and and well I, I, don't, I don't mean to, to talk about music much but Back, what Bach is capable to do with music and harmony is, is unhuman. It is more than what human beings are capable to do. And well, I wanted to express my admiration for Escher and Bach. And I, I take your word for that. Right. And now, a question that I did not ask and you would have loved I have asked you. No, I think we, we have talked enough about me, which, not, which is not my favorite topic. Mm-hmm. So there is a an area for you to think about for next uh, interviews. Uh, tell me, uh, Rafael, for the, per- the people which are interested to know more about your heart, where can they find more information? Maybe your website, social media, you name it. Yes, I, I, I have my Instagram, um, which I really put a lot of effort uh, publishing and which is um, Rafael Araujo2222. And in, te- in general terms, you can find me by my name in internet. 
I have a lot of publications and you, you have only to put my name and there you can find a lot of information about me. Mm -hmm. This is uh, a good problem to have, you know, you just uh, browse your name and you have a lot of publications which yes. came out and like uh, that, uh, the people can uh, look for what they are interested about uh, your art or about you. Yes, I, I have been interviewed lots of times mm -hmm. and they are all online. So you only have to put my name and you have page after page of Rafael Araujo. So you can even bother yourself looking into it. All right. So, uh, Rafael, love to speak to individuals that help inspire people to improve their life. So thank you very much for coming, as it was really a special moment to have you on, on the show. And I wish you all the best for you, your family and friends. Well, I'm very pleased. Uh, it has been an honor to be in your program and always welcome to, into my world. Thank you very much indeed. And for all the people listening to us, really have a look to the work of uh, Rafael Araujo because it's something very, very special, very also. There is a lot of poetry also, um, some of, of your pieces. So I encourage everybody to have a look. Goodbye now. Thank you. Thank you very much.